First up tonight, some pretty big news today from Health Canada. They've approved the first Omicron-specific vaccine for COVID-19. Uh, a big boost, obviously, since Omicron pretty much accounts for all the new, new COVID infections in this country. However, the, the bivalent vaccine targets BA1, the one that's been approved, and that's not uh, directly targeting the most dominant strains circulating now, such as BA5 and BA4, which make up more than 90% of current infections. Uh, Canada's ordered 12 million doses of this new vaccine. A chief medical advisor, Dr. Supriya Sharma, says she expects submissions from Pfizer and Moderna for the even more updated vaccine in the next few weeks. So perhaps a new one is coming along as well. But she says the newly approved one includes the original Omicron strain and provides an excellent immunity boost against COVID-19. After completing a thorough and independent scientific review of the evidence, Health Canada has determined that this bivalent Moderna spike vax booster has met the requirements for the safety and the effectiveness uh, by, from the regulations. This marks a milestone in Canada's response to this pandemic. We'll continue to look at other options. But, you know, we were faced with the fact that we were looking at a lot of provinces and territories that were going to be starting their campaigns, their fall campaigns, some as early as August. And we wanted to make sure that, that there were options available. There's Canada's chief medical advisor, Dr. Supriya Sharma. Uh, the UK approved this very same vaccine two weeks ago. The US, though, uh, gave Moderna and Pfizer's new Omicron fighting shots the green light earlier this week. But theirs targets the newer and more prevalent strains of Omicron. Uh, again, we expect those to be submitted for approval in Canada in the near future. Um, officials say there should be enough doses of the updated booster available for all adults this fall, uh, but it is obviously up to the province and the territories to decide how these new bo boosters will be rolled out and when. So what exactly does this mean? Should we be waiting for this other vaccine to arrive before getting this one? Lots of questions, of course, tonight. And here to help answer them is Dr. Zane Chagla. He's an infectious disease physician and associate professor at McMaster University in Hamilton. Thanks for your time. Hi, good evening. So we've been waiting for these for a while. I understand really this new, uh, and obviously it's in the name, but uh, it's two vaccines in one. How does it work? So it, when we go back to how these vaccines work, they use mRNA, which is kind of the building blocks of how we make proteins to make the spike protein in our body that then generates the immune response. The difference between this and the original vaccine is the original vaccine had a mRNA molecule that made the original spike protein to the original COVID-19 virus that we saw in 2020. The update here is half of the mRNA in this construct uses the original, but half uses an mRNA molecule that is modified so our body makes a spike protein that resembles the BA1 variant. And, and that allows for our immune system to really say, hey, there's something here that looks like BA1, make an immune response, and that then you know, gives us protection against COVID-19. And in studies of this vaccine, as a fourth dose, in both people that had had COVID-19 before and didn't have COVID-19 before, we see about double the antibody production to the Omicron variant that we did see as compared to the original vaccine. So good news here, it really is very high levels of antibodies, and that should translate into more protection of for severe disease in high-risk individuals and probably a little bit more protection against infection, although it's still unclear how long that lasts. 
Yeah, because the Omicron variant has been a real game changer in, in some ways. And there's a word I shouldn't use, another slang word. Uh, but it has <laughs> changed a lot because of, because just of how quickly it, 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 it's mutated. Uh, so even this one, which I gather they've been working on for quite a while, doesn't really uh, target those main variants that we're now seeing, BA4 and BA5. Is that a concern at all? And how effective is this one against all Omicron variants? Yeah, so it is a good question. And, and I think we have to take two things in the context here. One, there are differences between BA1 and BA4, BA5. There are some differences that make it a bit more invasive. The companies, Moderna specifically, took a look at you know that what happened to those people that got the BA1 vaccine, the bivalent vaccine that's been approved, and saw their antibody titers to BA4, BA5. It had come down, but they were still relatively high. And so there is probably some protection there, more than the current vaccines for BA4, BA5. And I think we're learning. Uh, there's data that just came out uh, yesterday from the New England Journal of Medicine, Portugal, for people that had BA1, that they had significant protection against BA4, BA5. Not to say they couldn't get it, but there was 80% protection at a few months and 70% protection even further than that. And so, you know, again, even our real-life models for people that got infected in the first wave is that they do have protection against BA5. So, you know, theoretically, a vaccine that targets BA1 should still have significant protection against BA5. And of course, as um, Health Canada officials were pointing out today, by the time the BA4, BA5 uh, targeting vaccine comes out, we could be on to another variant. So it, it's it's the timing. And I think it was mentioned today in that press conference as well. What was really important here was that fall is coming and more protection is needed. Absolutely. This, vir- this vaccine is here. It's been produced. You know, the other issue is as these variants come to reformulate the vaccine, go through some clinical trials and tests, get the vaccine to market, you know, produce enough to get to market, there's going to be huge lags there, right? The U.S. is going through an approval for BA4, BA5, but it doesn't guarantee that they're going to have enough vaccine on the shelf for tomorrow to deal with it. And unfortunately, the clinical data for human trials of BA4, BA5 vaccine aren't actually there. Uh, what's being approved by the FDA is actually animal model data. Not to say that doesn't, doesn't mean it's going to work. It probably will work very well. But I think Canada kind of looked at the standard here and said, we have an application here for a vaccine that is available that we can get tomorrow. And in fact, is coming into the country tomorrow, you know, and has human level data to show that will benefit. You know, this is probably the vaccine to move on now until we get better information about what a BA4, BA5 vaccine looks like in the future. And in the meantime, today, it was made very explicit that they are continuing to ask uh, Moderna and Pfizer to uh, to, to at least look seek approval for those other uh, vaccines that target the other subvariants. Absolutely. So this is going to be an ongoing process, but it's really exciting. Look, in November of 2020, I think we were talking about, you know, the first vaccine and the potential and what this is going to do. We're now talking in September of 2022 about adaptive vaccines and potentially a platform that could keep up with this virus's evolution. Uh, And so, you know, this is really the technology moving ahead. Yes, we may not get the perfect vaccine this time, but I think we're going to learn a lot in the next few months. We're going to learn whether or not adapting these vaccines quickly is like adapting the flu shot. Uh, And hopefully, again, it gives us the ability to make more vaccines that are tailored to what's circulating as compared to, you know, uh, relying on the original strain of the vaccine.
Dr. Zane Chagla is with us, an infectious disease physician and associate professor at McMaster University. We're talking about Health Canada approving the first Omicron-specific vaccine for COVID-19 uh, today. Big news. It'll be rolling out very soon. Um, I was seeing some interesting numbers, uh, Dr. Chagla, today, just about how much uh, vaccination rates have fallen in Canada since uh, a really big uptake of the first two doses. But when it came to that third booster, it's down around, uh, down around 60%, which is low amongst G7 nations. I guess even with this booster, there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done to try to convince people to go out and get it. Yeah, absolutely. There is a lot of fatigue here, right? And, and I think people had been promised, you know, that two doses would be enough and people would not necessarily have to come back. There's obviously been a lot of uh, stigmatization around the vaccines and division. And I think a lot of people to get COVID in, in the interim. And, you know, Canada's Immunity Task Force information uh, suggests, you know, up to 60% of individuals got COVID uh, and the most of them got them over, over the Omicron wave. And so, you know, I think there is a lot to reach out to people if you're, you know, talking to people, particularly the highest risk and saying, look, this next vaccine is to get you through the winter. It's to get you, you know, as much immunity as possible. Uh, even if you've had COVID, there's still good reason, especially long after the COVID, to get the vaccine, to keep pushing your immune response to make sure that you don't get sick. But there's a lot of that proactive messaging that does need to be done to reach people. As everyone's a little bit on different pages now, as they were when we start giving vaccines, when everyone was really naive and, and again, COVID really wasn't spreading significantly as compared to how it has been spreading over the last six months. Yeah, certainly some of the... Um some of the awareness of what it's like to have it has certainly dropped. I don't think I, I don't know anyone who hasn't gotten it at this point, uh, just about. Um, one of the things that, that, that I, I found interesting, though, is that, you know, talking to someone the other night about the healthcare crisis, the crisis in the healthcare system, uh, it sort of came down to, well, if you don't try to prevent more COVID cases this fall and winter, what do you do to try to ease the strain on our healthcare system right now? And that's clearly doing your part, right? It's not about how sick you get. It's about doing your part to keep hospitals clear. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you know, again, I think we, we know the biggest benefits of these vaccines are to keep people out of hospital, right? And that means, you know, most people getting their booster dose, but specifically making sure those highest risk people get their booster dose, that they are not represented in healthcare like they're overrepresented in healthcare. That's the elderly, that's those who are immunocompromised, that's those with major medical conditions that they should be first in line to be getting boosters so that they are not represented in healthcare, and they should be first in line to get treatments if they have breakthrough infections to make sure they're not, you know, seen in healthcare in that sense. I think those two things are the biggest things that we have to prevent hospitalization. Yes, there is some, some merit to wearing a mask indoors and staying home when you're sick and making sure that you limit your spread, especially when you're contagious, or at least, you know, staying home until you're feeling better from the COVID-19 as some provinces have moved to. But at the same time, I think the biggest bang for the buck still is making sure those right people get vaccinated and up to date with their vaccines. As again, there is a loss for people, you know, an 80-year-old that has two doses of vaccines that were given in 2021 is not safe going into the season and they really do need that extra protection moving forward. And I guess we're going to see that uh, reflected in how the provinces and territories roll this out. I understand, though, the vaccine, it's not like they're announcing something that's coming up uh, in a while. This is arriving very soon, is it not? 
Yeah, it sounds like the first shipment of about 800,000 doses is coming in tomorrow, and it's going to be distributed to the provinces. I think at least the first initial rollout will probably be of that first 800,000 doses of the highest-risk individuals, so those living in congregate care settings like long-term care, some of their caregivers, perhaps some of the immunocompromised and elderly individuals in the communities. Uh, and that the bulk of the 12 million doses, I think 11 million left, would be coming in through September. And so, again, we could be seeing the general population being offered this somewhere in three to six weeks once those shipments come in and provinces can actually administer them, which, again, means that most people kind of going into the same time that they get their flu shot in, in uh, post-Thanksgiving period are going to be pretty eligible to be getting their updated COVID-19 vaccine, which is great going into the winter season. And just a reminder, because this is just human nature, right? We don't need to wait around for that other one to come along, the one that targets BA4, BA5. No, I agree. And I think, again, there's no guarantees here. This is an updated vaccine. We know from human immune models that BA1 will still give BA5 immunity. You know, perfection is the enemy of good, as we said. And, and again, like we would rather, especially as we're seeing more viral transmission, especially as we get indoors more, we need as much protection as possible for those highest risk groups. So don't wait around for that BA4, BA5 vaccine. The, the worst case scenario with the BA1 vaccine is that your immune system is almost there, but may not control the virus, but enough to keep you at home without getting sick. Uh, and so, you know, we should be getting the next vaccine that's available rather than waiting for the vaccine that's yet to come. Dr. Shagla, as always, thank you so much for your time tonight. All the best. Take care.